Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for August 21st, 2022. Join with me in our call to worship. Sometimes life takes us where we don't expect. Sometimes God takes us where we don't expect. In worship, we gather to get in touch with God's bigger narrative. In worship, we gather to expand our hearts. So let us worship the God of unending surprises. Let us worship the God of love. Let us pray. Creator God, being faithful has never been easy. You asked Noah to build a ship. You asked the prophets to speak challenging truths. You asked the Israelites to plant gardens and build homes while in exile. You asked the disciples to drop their nets and follow you. And you ask us to love bigger than society wants to. Unravel the grip we have on our agenda so that we can make room for you. Gratefully we pray. Amen. This morning for worship, I have asked Grant to perform a song for us. It is called On the Willows, and it is from the music Godspell that he performed in while he was at McPherson College. 
It is taken from Psalm 137, a song of exile. There is more raw emotion in this psalm than in many. Judah had fallen. Jerusalem, along with Solomon's glorious temple, had been destroyed. A quarter of the people had been dragged off into captivity in Babylon. It is at this low point in Israel's history that the psalmist cries out to God. Psalm 137, 1-6 By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our lyres, for there our captors required of us songs and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth, if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Because of copyright restrictions, we can't play this song for you on this webcast, but I would urge you to find it on YouTube and give it a listen. On the Willows from Godspell. Psalm 44, 9 through 16, and verse 22. Yet you have rejected us and abased us, and have not gone out with our armies. You made us turn back from the foe, and our enemies have taken spoil for themselves. You have made us like sheep for slaughter, and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle, demanding no high price for them. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors, the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face at the words of the taunters and revilers, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger." Because of you, we are being killed all day long and accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Jeremiah 29, 1-14 These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people, whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the Queen Mother, the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the artisans and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, son of Shaphan, and Jemariah, son of Helkiah, whom King Zedekiah of Jerusalem sent to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. It said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. 
Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let the prophets and the diviners who among you deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's seventy years are completed will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The worst has happened. All the judgment that Jeremiah has been going on and on about for the past 30 to 40 years has finally fallen on Judah's head. Jerusalem has been sacked and burned. The people have been marched off into captivity. Worst of all, Solomon's temple, the center of Israel's faith, has been razed to the ground and all of its holy artifacts have been carted off. By the rivers of Babylon in that strange pagan place, the people weep. They weep for their lost loved ones. They weep for their lost homes. They weep for their destroyed temple. They shake their fists at the sky. They are angry with God. They are angry with the Babylonians. They are angry with their neighbors, the Edomites, who laughed as Jerusalem was destroyed. They are angry with themselves. They are angry with their failed kings. And they are angry with their prophets. And they are desperately homesick. So they listen to the prophets who tell them what they want to hear. They listen to Hananiah tell them that this exile is just a blip in their history, that within a couple of years, if that long, they will be back home picking up their lives just where they left off. Desperate as they are for good news, they eat up the false prophets' false prophecy. Because, you know human nature. Don't we all believe just what we want to believe? But then they receive this letter, a letter from that bothersome prophet, Jeremiah, that old doom and gloom prophet, old terror on every side, as they call him. And this letter does not tell them what they want to hear. 
This letter tells them to settle in among their captors. Go ahead, make homes, plant gardens, get married, have children, marry off their children. Pray for the welfare, the shalom, or wholeness of the city where they have found themselves. Work and hope for the good of that foreign land with its heathen people, because in its shalom, its wholeness, and its peace, they would find their own shalom. What? What? Pray for these people, these enemy people? Settle in here? Work for the good of these people? And wait how long? Seventy years? Seventy years? I will be dead by then. Come on, my children will be dead by then. Seventy years is three generations at least. You have got to be kidding, Jeremiah. This has got to be some kind of cosmic joke. No joke, exiles. This is the word of the Lord. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. We do not have to look very far today to find story after story of exiles. Ukraine, Afghanistan, Honduras, Haiti, Nigeria, name any country where there is significant crime, significant hunger, significant violence, and there are people fleeing that place, that situation. Does anyone make refugee their career choice? Of course not. No one chooses to flee their homeland. Many are driven out by war. Some are fleeing drug cartels or terrorist groups. Most try to go home at least once. But when that does not work, they try to find a new safe place and adjust to a new normal. Many of us struggle with a sense of exile right here in our own country. We are living right here where we used to live, but somehow it doesn't feel the same. We live in a divided society where we view one another with a jaundiced eye. Instead of all being people in the same boat, suddenly we are fighting one another over the helm or standing guard over the lifeboats Sure, those other people are the cause of all of society's ills. We can't even agree on the nature of reality. It is hard to see a future with hope in today's craziness. But the word of God, as conveyed by Jeremiah, is a message not to give up. Will we get everything we want? No, God does not promise that. Will things start looking up tomorrow? No, God definitely does not promise that. These things take time. What is the message then? Settle in. Seek the shalom of the city. Pray for your neighbors who are not like you, 
for their future is wrapped up in your own. Work for the common good and listen. Because God also promises this, When you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. May God grant that we find each other in the process. Let us pray. O God, we pray for the shalom, the wholeness, and peace of this place and this time where we find ourselves. Help us to seek our neighbor's good, and when our dreams unravel, let us find our wholeness in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
receive the benediction. May we seek the shalom of this earth. May we seek God's dreams for our neighbors as well as ourselves, for God's dreams are of a future with hope. Amen.